Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Well, friends, in this first reading we have today, uh, we hear quite a bit about the law and we hear that in the, <clears throat> the responsorial psalm as well. When, when you look back at the commandments at, that the Lord gives to Moses and the Israelites on Sinai, when you look at the commandments, they're in a particular order, and it matters, right? The first commandment is first for a reason. I am the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods before me. It's the first, and it's first for a reason. It's the commandment against idolatry. It's the commandment against idolatry, which is, it's the perennial temptation in the human heart. Moses spells it out for the people. He spells it out plainly in this reading. I place before you life and death, a blessing and curse, life and flourishing and doom. And the insanity in the human heart, the insanity in that reading is that Moses has to say, choose life. <laughs> Like, please choose a life because you don't seem, we don't seem inclined to. We don't seem inclined to. I've reflected on this before, but one of my favorite paintings is a Caravaggio painting. It's his depiction of the raising of Lazarus, right? Lazarus is being called forth out of the tomb, and he's like stretching and straining like this, one hand reaching out to the Lord towards life, and the other hand, it seems as though it's stretching and straining back towards the grave. It's as if I mean, it's such a symbol, such an icon of humanity. On one hand, we're looking for life. On the other hand, it's like we keep choosing death. This is what he says. If, however, you turn away your hearts and will not listen, but are led astray and adore and serve other gods, I tell you now that you will certainly perish. You will not have a long life on the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and occupy question is, where, like, where does this come from in us, this penchant, this, this bentness in our souls to choose death? It's the church fathers and the tradition call it concupiscence, right? It's an effect of original sin. It comes from original sin, from that first deliberate choice against the Lord that we all have inherited. Now, look, I want to turn to the words and reflections of Pope Benedict this morning to unpack this. And I, I've said this before, that there's a lot of things that, like, I mean, honestly, it's most things that I just can't say better than Pope Benedict. So I'm going to quote him a little bit at length, and I'll add my own commentary here and there. So you get some Pope Benedict homily this morning. All right. Pope Benedict says this, reflecting on original sin. Original sin is ultimately rooted precisely in our first parents' evasion from this constitutive relationship. And there, what he's getting at is that we are creatures who flourish in the measure that we're in relationship with the Lord, right? That's what he means by this constitutive relationship, that we flourish in the measure that we are in relation to God, that we depend on him. He goes on to say this, that original sin is rooted in our first parents' desire to put themselves in God's place, in their belief that they could do without him, even after their sin, however, human beings are left with this all-consuming desire for this dialogue, for this relationship, almost as if the Creator Himself had branded their soul and their flesh with it. He's saying it's 
It's deep in us, this need to be in relationship with the God who is infinite love, infinite beauty, infinite goodness. It's what we were made for, he says. Then he turns to Psalm 63. This is brilliant. Psalm 63, he says, helps us penetrate to the heart of the subject. Oh God, you are my God, the psalmist says. For you I seek. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where no water is. The Pope says, not only my soul, but every fiber of my flesh is made to find its peace, its fulfillment in God. Your whole humanity, he's saying, not just your soul is made for relationship with God, your whole humanity, every fiber of your flesh, he says, and this aspiration in the human heart is indelible. It's not going anywhere. It's there. Even when God is rejected or denied, the thirst for the infinite that dwells in men and women is not slaked. Instead, a frantic, sterile search for false infinities begins that can satisfy them at least for a moment. This is an astounding image that the Pope gives. The Holy Father gives. He, he reframes the whole understanding of false gods, right? Idols, right? The first commandment against idol worship, against false gods. He reframes the whole thing within this, this framework. He calls them false infinities. This is, this is, this is the deep Augustinian heart of Pope Benedict. Pope Benedict, who is deeply influenced by St. Augustine, whose famous Famous lines in the confessions were, you have made us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. That we have this hunger and thirst for the infinite, and we are settling for all these false infinite, all these false infinites. Like our hearts are made to partner with God. They're made to partner with infinite love, infinite beauty, infinite goodness. And we just attach ourselves to finite goodness, finite beauty, finite things. Like we were made for that dialogue, he says, with God. That's the relationship. That's the partner we're made for. But we settle for lesser gods, less wild lovers. The Pope goes on. Are you guys still with me? This is a lot of Pope Benedict this morning. Okay. This is, this is, go this is the goal. Okay. The Pope says this, the thirst of the soul and the longing of the flesh, the psalmist speaks of, it cannot be eliminated. Therefore, human beings, unbeknownst to themselves, are reaching out for the infinite, but in mistaken directions. Hello, welcome to our world, right? Welcome to my world, welcome to your world. Okay, mistaken directions. In the idols, in the false gods of drugs, in a disorderly form of sexuality, in totalizing technologies, in success at every cost, and even in deceptive forms of piety. Even the good things which God has created, such as paths that lead to him, often risk being absolutized and thereby becoming idols that replace the creator. We take the good things that God has made and we say, you're the infinite satisfaction I'm looking for. You will provide everything my heart needs. You are the satisfaction. It ain't true. It ain't true. Recognizing that we have been made for the infinite means taking the route of purification from what we have called false infinities. 
a way of conversion of heart and mind. Friends, welcome to Lent. It's what Lent is. This purification of our false infinities. What are the false infinities that we've settled upon? Whether it's food or diversions or technologies or numbing out or alcohol or whatever it is, right? What are the false infinities that we've just let our hearts become anesthetized to? What are those false infinities? It's time to detach. So what must we do? He tells you. We must uproot all the false promises of the infinite that seduce men and women and enslave people. Truly to rediscover ourselves and our identity, to live our dignity, we must return to recognizing that we are creatures dependent on God. The possibility of a truly free and full life is linked to recognizing this dependence which in our inmost depths is the joyous discovery of being God's children. It is, it is interesting to note that in his letter to the Romans, St. Paul sees the contrary of slavery, not so much as freedom as rather sonship. Having received the Holy Spirit that makes us adoptive sons and enables us to cry to God, Abba, Father. Friends, that right there, that identity of son, of daughter, is what's given to us in baptism. So this whole journey of Lent, like uprooting the false infinities, rediscovering the goodness of being utterly dependent on God, which is hard for us, especially Americans. Right? Our, our, our founding narrative is a, is a declaration of independence. Christianity is a declaration of dependence. I am radically dependent on you, O oh God, right? It's a rediscovery of my radical dependence, which is, the Pope says, sonship, which is why everything in the, in the Lenten season culminates with the reaffirmation of our baptismal promises, our baptismal identity. I am a son of the Most High God. You are a daughter of the Most High God. And how freeing and good that is. Friends, all of that, all of that and more, is contained in that little line of Moses begging us to choose life. Amen.